There's a couple of people on there, oh, but... I'm sorry. I thought it was... Anyone online wish to speak? Um, I have a motion to introduce 
So, second. Councilman Weaver? Yes. Councilman Perdue? Yes. Councilman Booker? Yes. Councilman Catalan? Yes. Councilman Curie? Yes. Councilman. Yes. So, and I just have. I just want to say, I just want to make sure everybody's aware that, uh, as Jack mentioned, parking fines are going to be going up considerably this year, uh, mostly in the downtown residential areas. This is to help hopefully curtail some of the illegal parking that we get down there uh, and keep people, you know, get, allow the residents to, act, to actually have places to park in the summertime. So with a little bit of luck, this will help alleviate some of that problem. But fingers crossed, we'll see where it goes. This will be um, open for a public hearing on May, on May 17th. Um, now we move to uh, new business um, with a motion on the vouchers. So moved. Second. Councilman Baker? Yes. Councilman Berger? Yes. Councilman Booker? Yes. Councilman Catalano? Yes. Councilman Keeley? Yes. And Councilman Yes. yes. We have for discussion the volleyball court expansion. Is there anyone here who wishes to speak on that? I did speak on it. Um, yeah. We talked to Don, he checked it out, he saw the footprint. It's not going to make any changes to the beach or the beach operations, so he's okay with it. And, um, That's not good. I saw his demo attached to the and uh, they've already put them in place, so it's, right. it looks pretty good. Sam, so, yeah, was there any discussion with the organizer with regard to the fate that they paid? Because that was a topic for us. We were going to, uh, they have a fire contract. We were going to raise it next year and recoup it. We were going to uh, expand it this year and then uh, work something out with them next year on um, keeping it not important. Okay. So keep it where it was this year. Mm -hmm. They're aware of a change next year. We didn't negotiate with you, I assume. No, we can still negotiate next year. Turn the off to discussion for next year. Yep. Good. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Does anyone have any other comments on the volleyball court? Chief, you're okay now? Yeah, I mean, I remember the people from volleyball came in and discussed it, and it wasn't an issue, and told them to move over to one special events, they went to special events, it was not an issue. Um, I like the volleyball, it does, I hope it does, it does tremendous business in town. And after volleyball, they go everywhere, they eat, they drink, they pay for park. It's been good on those weekdays, it's never been a problem, we kind of like it, it's, it's gone pretty good. Right? Yeah, I think it, I've never had one complaint about it at all. Unless anybody else has. They they basically changed the footprint a little bit. They originally had six courts in there. The courts were spaced out a little bit far apart. Uh, they moved the courts a little bit closer together and squeezed three more courts in. So just, just and the main reason for that was because they had such a high demand for teams yeah. that they were turning people away. So that they figured if we had if they were able to add another three courts, they could get a few more teams on uh, every season. So it's a good it's good for the town. So. I did do a resolution if you want to officially approve it. I don't know that it's necessary. Uh, Rich, do you? What's the resolution? It doesn't mention anything about the price. 
always good to do one of them. So. Yeah. The other thing I would just say is the, the, the police department, Brett and I have been on this as well, and they are almost completely electronic right now. So just about everything they produce goes electronic, which is another good thing. So in each one of the departments, we're going to continue to look for opportunity. But I think uh, all the departments are happy to say they're in pretty good shape here overall. Brett, anything you want Yeah, some of, the, some of our older restaurants, it is, we have to say them for 75 years. Oh. Yeah, and we can't get rid of them. It's monumental, and I know we did move Michelle Ketchum. We went through that storage and we got rid of thousands and thousands of documents that we were allowed to get rid of, and we purchased it. We're still getting her stuff. I will tell you a shout out to Michelle. When she opened up her binder and showed me how she had everything recorded and to go to a particular place to find something, it's pretty impressive. The team's got a good process in place. The second one we touched on is personnel policies and procedures. And this is all about addressing performance appraisals and feedback with our employees. Uh, we touched a couple of areas. We touched the part-time staff on the beach. Don Klein and I met on that and went through the details. And I was pleasantly surprised that he actually has a pretty comprehensive set of 
questions that are asked before people come in, performance appraisal at the end of the year. And like Michelle, when I said, can you show me an example of one? You pull open the book of last year and look for all the people that he assessed for last year. Would you hire them again? How did they do? What was the feedback? For our full-time people under the administration staff, I think we have some work to do here. We have not been doing formal appraisals documented on paper, which is both bad news for the employees and it could be bad for us if we have a lot of problems and we don't have anything documented. So over the last several months, uh, Joe has been looking for some performance appraisal forms, which he has a portfolio recommendation on that. We're going to uh, finalize that, and in the month of June, we're going to start the rollout communication with our employees so they understand that this is happening. And we're going to go live July 1st. Normally, we'd like to do it January 1st, but we don't want to wait till January next year to get the ball rolling. So we're going to start at the half year point, get it going. At the end of the year, we do how it's going and make any changes we need to to make it even better for next year. The last item the administration committee is looking at is code enforcement. So there were a variety of areas. We looked at about 12 or 15 different ordinances, identified the ones that we wanted to enforce more greatly than we've been doing in the past. We identified three. The first one was around parking and vehicular things. And as you just heard a couple minutes ago, we're happy to report that that has been updated. Great work by the, by the police department, by legal. The council has reviewed all of that, and we're ready to go with that uh, before Memorial Day, which will be a very positive change for us. The major thing that we're after there is changing behavior to be positive, so people don't feel they can come to the town parking legally and get a $50 fine, and that that's okay. So the fine's going to be raised. It's going to cost them some more if they park legally. And as Kevin said, a major focus is downtown because of the challenges we have on limited parking in resident uh, locations. So we should be ready to go by Memorial Day weekend at that. The second one is Baltics. This is a, a very significant and, and a critical issue for us. Uh, we do have an ordinance in place right now that's been updated to reflect new timelines to allow people to get their bulkheads repaired. This is a very challenging and expensive process for people, so we want to do it in a, in a professional and understanding way. So the administration team is going to be meeting this month to go through that one more time to understand how we actually want to propose rolling out that new ordinance and then start that clock. Because there are penalties if you don't put a plan together, if you don't bring, uh, start the work, if you don't get your CAFRA permit. And really, this is about protecting the whole town. There are 27 properties that have efficient bulkheads that jeopardize the whole town and their neighbors. And we want to work, work with them to get them improved so we improve the resilience of the town for the future storms plans. And the third one is around short-term rentals. Obviously, Airbnbs and things of that nature are becoming more and more popular. We're not against them, but we want to make sure that there's a set of regulations and rules and ordinance in place to control how that's done. Right now, we have nothing in place. So what we're going to look to do is have a set of ordinances rolled out for 2023. We don't want to do it this year. We want to define it, get it right, and get it on the books this year, but be ready for 2023 because a lot of the summertime rentals are already canceled. So we've missed it for this year. But the kind of things that we're going to focus on in that short-term rental ordinance is what is the minimum stay, and that hasn't been decided yet. In adjacent communities around us, it ranges everywhere from three days to three months to six months. So we have to decide what we want that to be, and it's probably in the three-day to week time frame because of the nature of the town and who we are. We want to make sure everybody appropriately registers when they're doing this, and we also want to make sure if there's any violations of any of the ordinances, we have an enforcement methodology to deal with that. One of the challenges we do have we're trying to improve is nightly rentals where it changes what it feels like to live on the block and live next to it. And we want to make sure that neighbors are treated respectfully when these rentals take place. The last thing I'll say is on school regionalization. Uh, there was a town hall meeting that we had here last month, 
Um, this is obviously a major issue for us in the town. Our objective would be to do a regionalization alignment with Atlantic Highlands, Highlands, and Seabright. We'd like to get that on a referendum by November of this year. For that to happen, it would take all three towns to pass resolutions to approve that to happen. Two of the three towns, Seabright and Highlands, have already done that. Atlantic Highlands is struggling to determine the path they want to go forward. I go to all of their council meetings on Thursday nights, every other Thursday nights, and they are conflicted amongst themselves for what they want to do here. So if they do pass a resolution, all that does is it allows the three towns to petition the state to evaluate whether or not they would approve it if the voters decided to do it in November. So there's a lot of work to be done here. It's an emotional issue because it involves the most important thing, and that's our children. And we want quality education at an affordable price. But the next 30 days is going to be key on this subject. So there will be more town hall meetings scheduled here in Seabright to cover this to make sure the residents are aware. And certainly, if you have any particular issues, concerns, or things you want to address, uh, the council is only willing to do that. Brian has appointed a panel to do that. Jack is on it. I am on it. And the mayor himself and Joe Green is on it as well. So we'd be happy to answer any questions that the public may have on that subject. Other than that, that's it, Jack. Thank you. Um, a couple things, uh, uh, one from the fi finance uh, perspective. Um, uh, so many of you aware that we, that our, we recently uh, adopted a municipal budget. Um, I think it's, a, it's important, as I said this before, but I just want to uh, make sure that, that uh, folks are aware. Uh, we had the opportunity, uh, due to the excellent work of our CFO, Mike Baskin, our administration, and other uh, members of the team, uh, for the third year in a row, so you know, is, is, is uh, uh, cutting our municipal tax rate. Um, that's, um, that's not something that's regularly done uh, in, in, in other towns, and, um, and there'll be an 8.4% cut in municipal tax rate, uh, which you know is, is something, it's not a lot, but it's, it's something that, that, that we can do as a gesture to our taxpayers and pay the bills, right? So um, I think that's important to, to recognize the team's work on that. Um, uh, and, and again, that, that'll, that'll be going into effect on, on July 1st. Um, I also wanted to uh, take this opportunity as, as my committee um, and, and other members of the council have been looking at the cannabis issue. I think that it's important to, to, to kind of clear the air on a few things here um, in that uh, uh, where we are in our process, as far as we want to be transparent and upfront, where we are in our process is, is, is that at our next workshop meeting, we will consider an initial draft resolution as to whether or not Seabright will uh, opt uh, uh, in to allowing um, a class five retail dispensary in our town. Um, that is, uh, that's where we're at in the process. So, um, a lot of comments, etc., out there. But if you want the facts, you come to the council, right? Because we're, we're, we're the ones that, that will make the decisions on these things. Um, so, whatever you may hear or, or, or see out there. Is just that. If you want answers or, or if you want the facts, you come to us. So like, it, it's important to make sure that folks understand that. But that's where you are in the process. Nothing is done, nothing is, 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 is close to being done. We're going to follow the process and be transparent while we do it. So um, I think that's important to, to, to make that clear uh, for those present and for those listening online. Uh, that's where we are in the process. So um, with that, Mr. President, thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, as far as DPW goes, uh, one big change at DPW is we lost one, we lost our number two. Sean Thomas has left us uh, for greener pastures down in, in Jackson. Uh, not green they're going to be, but um, it's unfortunate. He was a really great uh, uh, 
addition to the town. He's done a lot for us, uh, so it was a really it's a sad day for us to lose him. Um, but onward, onward and upward for him and for us. Uh, so we, we are going to be posting a job posting for a new replacement for him uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, hopefully we can get one soon because uh, summer is upon us and we need the extra manpower. So, uh, but uh, keep it. Uh, you know, we wish Sean the best, and uh, we just want to keep keep moving forward with the town. And so hopefully we can find a replacement as good as Sean, if not at least half as good. <laughs> so thank you. That's, other than that, progress we're moving forward with the summer season and getting everything ready. Um, the uh, fireman's fair will be soon uh, with next week. That's coming up, so the uh, DPW is prepping for that. You'll see a lot of folks out there uh, getting a uh, gravel lot prepped and ready for that for the week for that weekend. Um, and then it's going to be a hard shuffle after that to get it back and ready for the summertime traffic and, uh, and the uh, parking. So, uh, other than that, that's it. Progress. I just have two quick things on the beach. Um, May Day Lifeguard Conference is this Saturday from 8 to 4. Uh, it's local emergency response groups preparing for situations on the beach. So that would be a nice little conference to get together this Saturday. How many do you expect? I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure about that. Um, also, uh, the bids have closed on the Lifeguard Towers. We didn't receive any bids in, so um, that was the second time I was out for bid. I don't know what the process is after this. So uh, we'll have to reevaluate. What, what is um, uh, which maybe you can give us some, some, some guidance or some insight? What's what are our options in that situation? We have multiple uh, sort of no bids returned. Are we allowed to negotiate directly? You yeah, after two you are. Um, there's there's conditions in the statute that I have to to look at. But um, yes, after two times you are allowed to do that. So um, maybe we can negotiate with them and get them time for summer, but it's going to be precedent now. Um, that's all I got. The one alpha is out of California, right? That's the one that Don recommended, yep. Sam, so we thought the issue was the restrictions and regulations associated with the purchase, right? Um, that was, it, it was the restrictions, but also in the bid there was um, installation that was in, entailed, and I believe that the manufacturer in California didn't want to include that. He just wanted to ship the um, product here. And that's where he didn't uh, place a bid, and I don't believe anybody else was able to either locate similar product or. Uh, okay. Thanks. Either way, we didn't get any. Do, do, you, do you think it, it's, it's possible that, that uh, if we do exercise our option to initiate directly, then that, that uh, we might be able to come to reasonable terms, and which would include installations? I'm sure there will I definitely think we could, and I think it's something we could handle in house also. Um, right. Between DPW or uh, contract it out. I don't know how complicated it is. It's not a permanent structure at all. It's just uh, getting them off of a uh, shipment trailer and out into the beach. So. But as far as you know, they are available. They are available, yeah. Okay. Well, do we have any details as to the parts list and what needs to be done as far as putting them together? That is all in the bid spec. Well, not the same. If we do negotiate with this company, let, you know, let's figure out ahead of time what we're in for as far as putting them together. Yeah. Um, because if it requires work that's not, right. that our team is not capable of doing, we need to be aware of that. Mm -hmm. so, I'm sure it's just a couple of screws. And 
Council of Farmers and Communities, and it's a group in northern New Jersey and central New Jersey that oversees farmers markets. So they had invited me to see what they do and um, participate in their meeting. They're a nonprofit to develop and grow the network of community farmers and the, and the farmers products. Um, so they, they're willing to give me some guidance on how we would resurrect our farmers market here uh, sometime in the future. Probably not this year, right? It's uh, pretty late in the year, but um, they were very helpful, very inviting, and I, I felt uh, responsible to go and at least attend the meeting. Um, and now they'll they'll be emailing me and keeping me in the loop on all their activities. But it was a really good meeting. They, they went over all the regulations, and it, each town that was represented gave a report, and so I, I felt there was a lot to learn. Um, I think that some towns just do an ad hoc farmer's market and then it grew into not a farmer's market. This is about produce and local uh, output and uh, they're going to put some farmers in touch with me and see would they come to Seabright and we'll evaluate that. The PR committee will sit through it and listen to them and we'll see if there's any merit there. Um, there are two very local farmer's markets. so. Um, but when they talked about fresh bread, you know, things like that uh, on a Thursday morning, that would be a nice thing to have, some tomatoes and corn. Uh, but we're looking into it. It was an interesting meeting. Where was that again? Uh, it was up in Somerville, New Jersey. Yeah. Um, on recreation, um, we hope to further improve the appearance and the safety of the rec center. The floor is pristine. It really looks good. Uh, we're going to put a little more lighting around the perimeter. Uh, they left over lights from, that used to hang in the center. And uh, this week, Don and I are going to meet. There's a uh, basketball clinic group that wants to meet with us and see could they run a clinic here for the kids in the community. And uh, we'll see what that's about, right? But I, I believe once we get going with the, the gym and have a program, there'll be a lot of interest. And uh, when, I, when I talk to the businesses, they're like, keep the rains on until September, because they don't really need more people right now, but when we get to the fall and into the winter, and we need time to develop this anyway, so uh, the hope is we'll have an after-school for kids. A um, lady from Runson donated a pool table and I'm gonna say 100 board games. So I brought them over, they're in the gym now. And uh, we'll, we'll continue to develop that. We don't really know what our kids are, what the ages are, and how many are there. Um, but it's something to develop. And then in the evening, we would have something for adults. And there's a lot of history here. I have a picture of that building. And on the wall, it says, bingo, Friday night. You know, uh, the prizes are in the thousands of dollars. But it requires a license and a lot of involvement. So we're working on it. and. Uh, 
Don's been very helpful to get it going, and Sean was great of helping us get the floor cleared. It's all repainted. It's got pickleball, two pickleball courts and a full-court basketball. Um, today I looked at with Don a, a mat that you would put down if you wanted to have a meeting with chairs. You put this, you roll this out like a pool cover, and then you could have a, a meeting in there. That room holds over 200 people. Um, I previously said the Cub Scouts were there. They had a blast in there. They they did their little race cars, and we could offer that to our community as well. We don't have Scouts locally. We don't have enough kids right now. Um, I'm still looking for volunteers that are interested in helping develop this program. So it should be from the community, you know, ground up. Um, I did post on our Facebook, uh, Facebook, we don't have a Facebook page, on the website. Uh, at the top of the page, it used to end at library, now it ends at Seabreeze. So if you click that link, it will open up either a PDF if you want, or a online that you could read it and flip through the pages. The uh, PDF, if you look at any of the links, they're hot links, so if you click on them, it'll take you to that page. When you're flipping through the electronic, those are not active. Uh, it's a start, it's a pilot to see if we can get some more information <laughs> to the community. And I tried to include as many subjects as we can without not making it overbearing, introduction to all of us, and how to reach us, email, phone numbers, um, and we'll start working on the next one now. Hope to do four a year at least. It's electronic only right now, in respect of not a lot of paper. <laughs> right, we still have a lot of paper to shred and uh, get out of that gym, but uh, we'll see. We, as, uh, there's a place on the website to ask for a copy, so we got a couple requests already, and then I send out the PDF. And if they have questions, they could ask, you know, I want this changed, or I want something else added. So, and the library did fill their two positions. So they did not have their meeting this week. They're going to meet next week, and I guess we'll be introduced to them, right, Heather? Yeah. Um, and that's it from PR Recreation. I yeah, it really did come out good. And eventually the smell will be gone. Right, Chris? I can still smell it. <laughs> it was very powerful. I had moved the seniors out of there for one of their meetings. They went to Alice's for lunch instead. But they did a great job. I just have a couple of little things. The court, we talked to the court people, they're again very pleased with what's working. And always compliment you, Chief, on your cooperation and coordination. And again, the next court date is this Thursday, 2.30. It's on uh, what used to be the, the basic Fort Mouth that we're interested in going at, where they look at the raises of the A long time ago, we had a plaque that was donated to us in memory of Lieutenant Howard Schneebach, uh, who was killed in Vietnam. And for whatever reason, however it happened, it was misplaced. And it was very recently brought to us, and uh, Frank Lawrence had it mounted on a, on a marble slate, and it's out with the other monuments out by the front of the firehouse. And, uh, Inviting the Schneebach people to come on Memorial Day. 
to talk to uh, talk to us about that, his brother at least, but, but if you want to, you'll see it. And uh, they are going to resaw that area. And we had to dig it up for uh, fixing the pipe. But uh, that's going to be resawed before more of it. Okay, so what happened was, is we got a phone call months ago from a young man in California who wanted to do a story about his uncle who was killed in Vietnam. So they wanted a permit to do the movie in Seabright. So we didn't need the permit. He was just filming in the area where he grew up at. Go back now, six months after that, Frank Lawrence found that plaque in the gym amongst a whole bunch of boxes and said, look at this thing. And I look at the name, I'm like, I know I know the name from somewhere. And it just so happened that was the plaque that the young man came to do the movie about his uncle. So we put two and two together. I went found finding his brother and showed his brother. And then we surprised him last week, showing him that monument. It was pretty neat. So yeah, I didn't do that, but that's good. Yeah, small world. It just, I just, you know, we, when Frank called up, and I know that name. How do I know that name? And it just, that's how it kind of happened. So I think I'm more than we he's going to come and see if his nephew from California can come to the dedication. Well, that's good. Thank you for that addition. That's, yes. that's, uh, that's quite a coincidence. Yeah. Uh, that's all I have except uh, and two things in the executive session for that coverage for now. So anybody have any other comments or anybody here? Thank you.